0: welcome to ku podcast we thank you for tuning in if this is your first time listening in with us we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family wherever you're joining us from we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life now stay tuned for today's message Ephesians 527 before we go into the nitty-gritty of what God wants to lay in your hearts today because I believe that we're coming to the end of this year and I'm sure everyone in here does not want to go into next year with some of the junk that happened this year. And sometimes we have to say and come to a place and say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not carrying this into next year. And so in Ephesians five twenty-five, New Living Translation, the word says, For husbands, this means love your wives. And all the wives say, just as Christ loved the church, watch this. He gave up himself. He gave up his life. He gave his mere essence for her to make her holy and clean. Washed by the cleansing of God's word. That's it. (laughs) He did this. Watch this. To present her. Who's her? He did this to present her to himself. That is so profound because if we know that when you're getting married, usually the wife will try to dress herself into the likings of a man. But in this situation, God says, you don't understand my liking, so I'm going to dress you to what I want. And that dressing has to be perfect without stains and without wrinkles before me. So you can't do it. So all I need to to do is just raise your hands up. Is there anybody here that want to just raise their hands up and say, Lord, dress me up this morning. As a glorious church, watch this, without a spot, a wrinkle or any blemish instead she will be <laughs> it's not you're going to become it has nothing to do with you has to do with everything with what he did all you have to do is raise your hands and allow the garments of righteousness to cover your shame and without fault Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for giving us this opportunity to come together in one mind and one language to hear your words. We know that your word could shape our lives. We know that your word is the final word. We thank you for this moment in this day that we get to share and hear your word. And this we pray in Jesus' name and the people of God say! Tell your neighbor, shout it out! Shout it out! I know we got Spanish people in the house. You how Spanish people are in the house when it's Thanksgiving? It's like, yo, everybody's like louder than the other one. I don't know if that's in your house, but in my house, I'm like, yo, could somebody lower the volume? Like, what's going on in here? And there was no music. It's just them making all this noise. But uh, Shout is a, uh, it's a device that takes out stains. And um, this just didn't come out now. Uh, my mom did it when she was five when I stained my clothes. If you're Spanish, you know what I'm talking about. You get a stain in your shirt. And the funny thing that I was raised up in a family, again, Spanish, and my mom is like a cleanaholic. I don't even know if that's a name. But to her, everything had to be clean. So clean. I know some of you know this. Plastics on the sofas. (laughs) <laughs> what about when you're sweaty? You get in there, right? Like, I'm like, nobody wanted to sit there. But this is my mom, right? Real OCD, right? Cleaning everything. She figured at least there, if they throw something stained, it won't stain the sofa. So my sofa would always look clean because it was covered with plastic covers. I guarantee you, if they have plastic covers to cover me, little Georgie will be walking like this and. Mom, this is not fashionable, like, so that I won't get dirty. And it's funny because, you know, I don't know if you've been there, but have you ever been somewhere and you get a stain on your shirt and and all of a sudden nobody recognizes anything in your face or anything, but they're like, oh, you got a stain. And then you try to wipe it away, right? And then you be like, you see it? You see it? No, no, you, you really don't see it. You really don't see it. You're lying. You ask five people, they say the same thing. But your conscience is so what? Uh, mindful of the dirt. You feel like you're dirty that you're like, man, I got to do something with this, right? And you're like, you try to take it off. It doesn't work. Then you go home and you change it, right? And then next thing you know, if it's wrinkled, you're like, oh, my God. they are like, was you just sleeping? Why is your shirt wrinkled? So stains and wrinkles is like something that we don't do when we before people because people will always look for the little things that are wrong. And so a lot of times we we, we get this mentality of, of the consciousness of, of seeing the uh, the, the stains and, and and the things in our in our garments and we need to get to a place where we we need to create a place into where we could get that off. See you get, your conscience is so guilty of the stain that you eventually have to go home and change. What about when you leave the house in a shirt and wrinkle we we see that these are things that uh we, we need to get out, right? And, and so in this day and age, they have something called shout out, right? You They even have the little portable ones. You take it out because nobody wants to be feeling dirty because the stain is something that's on you, and you just know, like, this is not right. You just know, like, you wouldn't go to a party with a dirty shirt because your conscience will be like, I can't be before other people, their garments are clean because my garment is dirty. Tell your neighbor, shout it out. a stain is a discoloration this is so good I just sometimes I just look for words and just go into the deeper things and stain is not a deep thing about it but I went in and it says a discoloration that can be clearly distinguished from the surface they are caused by the chemical or the physical interaction of two different materials it's something that shouldn't be there. And because it shouldn't be there, it stands out in the midst of the garment. Tell your neighbor, shout it out. And it's talking about the saying, a blemish is a small mark or a flaw that spoils the appearance of something. So, so, so a blemish is something that is perfect but because of the blemish, have you ever went to a store and bought something because that little blemish you get it cheaper? It's blemish and it's not perfect. So it's not as, at its high quality of its use. And because it has a blemish, it is not in its full capacity. Three things that happens within ourselves when we have a stain or wrinkle or a blemish is the first thing that we are ashamed. Shame, you're like, oh my God, everybody's all nice and I'm all dirty. So the first thing that comes into your conscience is the fact that of shame. The second one is you feel uncomfortable. You like you know that it's there. You know you don't you're not like everybody else. You know that people are gonna look at you. They're all gonna laugh at you, right? The Carrie movie. That's no, an old movie, right? You can tell how, how old I am. And the third the third thing with when you have a stain on your garments is you run. You gotta go and figure out how to how to change your garments. I, I just had my um my movie night with my sweetie at Applebee's on Saturday, right? And so we're there, and and the stain came on my shirt, and she's like, I can't with you. <laughs> I'm like, babe, it's not that big of a deal, I can't with you, right? So I'm paying the bill, she's running out, because she didn't want to walk with me with a stain. I'm like, babe, we got to talk about this, this is, this is hurting my feelings. But it was our movie night, and we was watching a movie, Thor. Did anybody watch the movie, Thor? No? A, little, a few? It's awesome, because I always see a picture of uh, of jesus or a picture of uh, of god and his family and and if you're not a, a, a fan about it i, I just want to share a little bit of what i saw last night because it was just last night and in this movie store is a is, is a is a thunder god right and he's got this calling in his life and and he has a sister that has issues that you know she was trying of the second in command and but because of her issues the father sends her to the side. See, this is all about kingdom and family. Everything in in this movie is about a dysfunctional family trying to run a kingdom. And so Thor is already, mindset is like, I know what I got to do. Here comes a sister is thrown to the side into the land of regrets because she was casted down because her heart wasn't ready for the position So because her heart wasn't ready for the position, she never made it to the position. Now she wants position one way or the other. I'm going to get to the top. It doesn't matter what I got to do, who I got to run over. I'm going to do it. But the only problem is if your heart is not ready where God wants to take you, it will always break apart. So God has to work something in your heart. And so here she is trying to run a kingdom with the wrong heart. He has another brother. But the brother, watch this, he's adopted. And so automatically already he had, was jealous of Thor because Thor had this whole great thing going on. He has the musculars, and he was like, you know, good looking, and the brother's all skinny and torpy, right? It's already, you know, it's someone that's walking alongside of him, but he's with him, but he's not with him. He's with him in a, in a sense, like, all oh, right, you're my brother, but I, just, I want what you have. Do you, have, you, have you ever had anyone that's alongside with you, but he's with you, he's not with you, and all oh, there's envying what God is doing through you? Dysfunctional family. And the funny thing is, when we look at all these uh, characters, they, they all had a land of regret, except one person. Thor was just, man, he was like, to me, he was a pastor. Thor is a man like, yo, let's do this. You can do this. If you saw the movie, go watch it. He's like, yo, like, we, we could do this. And then, so he comes to sister and takes over the throne. And he's like, oh, my God, I got to go, go get back in there. And all along the side of his walk, he's derailed. But he kept he kept in his mind what his purpose is. Because you got to understand, once you know that your purpose, it doesn't matter the railing that happens in your life. If you know where you got to go one way or the other, you will make it there. Tell your neighbor, shout it out. Because sometimes when we get derailed and things are not happening in a life the way it should be, we start thinking, man, this is not going to happen for me. And sometimes we go into the land of regrets. If this would have happened, if that would have happened, if I would have had a better mother, if I would have had a zip code, it doesn't matter what happened in your past. God doesn't look at your past to dictate your future. As long as you believe what he's saying about you, he'll get you there without the degree. Tell your neighbor, shut it out. The good thing about this, when you're walking with God, that is an even field. The only thing is those that raise their hands up and say, yes. Many are called, few are chosen. And it's not like like he's going around going, you were in, you're not in. When when he's talking about you are a chosen, that means those that say, here I am. I'm ready to do this. I'm ready for the promise. I'm ready for the problem. I'm ready for the provision. It doesn't matter where I go. I just know you said it. I'm going to stand on what you say. I always say, if you want to get to the level where God wants to take you, take your hands and start doing something. I always They always ask me, Pastor, where where do I start? What part of the department would I start? Am I a speaker? Am I this? I say, you know where you start? You start right there. You're an usher. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we have to be workers or or putting something in building this kingdom of God. You're here for a small season, and your job here is to build Daddy's kingdom here. And while I'm here and while I'm breathing, I'm going to do something. So Thor already knows, hey, I got to take care of daddy's business. And he derails into this place. I call it the land of, of regrets. And so the, the brothers also along the side, the sister went ahead and tried to do what she wanted to do. And um, and, and Hella was the sister. This is so good because she's a sister who was fighting in the field with the father with the wrong attitude of the heart. And she set aside and, 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 and she was trying to go to that place, but her heart wasn't ready. And, and I love how movies have even stories of the Bible. How many know the Joseph story? That story is so awesome. Because his brothers betrayed him. They wanted to kill him. He's away from his family, ends up in another place in Egypt somewhere. He's taken as a servant, he's serving to the best capabilities that he can and in doing the right thing he goes and he gets tempted by this the lady and goes into jail and I'm sure that he's sitting there going how did I get here again how did I get here again like I'm doing the right thing I'm doing you know the land of regrets will take you into a place and it'll keep you there in bondage sometimes we're trying to go closer to God but we have stains of the past that is stopping us from going to another level you know what happened to Joseph when he was in jail for 14 years? You know what the Bible says that God did with him? You know what he said? He says, he. the Bible says he made him forget his past. Because for you to go to the palace from the pit, there's a process. And that process is letting go of the things of the past, the stains, the wrinkles, the things they've done to you, the regrets of your life. You got to let it go. Tell your neighbor, shut it out. At the end of the day, we, we want to complete what God's called us to do, right? And so we're talking about this God that grace and He cleanses us, but sometimes, you know, there's things that happen in our life, and just like a stain, it, it, it's over with, but we're still walking around with the stain in our conscience of what they've done. And we're trying to get closer to God, but because our conscience is stained with our past, we can't get further than one step with God. And we say, Hey, Pastor, I've been serving God for five years and i feel like i'm stuck. I'm like, okay, let's let's talk about this. And the funny thing is most people will be like, no, I, I forgave him. It's i was in the past. It's gone. But let that person walk in front of you, they will act up. <laughs> Their attitudes all change. And, and 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 one of the greatest things is that his mercies, watch this, his mercies are fresh every morning, right? So here you are every morning receiving these free glorious mercies of God every day yet we want to hold on and be an accountant on something someone did 10 years ago you're drinking poison hoping someone else dies and so Today, I, I want you to, as, as I'm speaking, I'm, I'm sure that the Holy Spirit will remind you guys what is it that is there because they, there's got to be some change of garments. There's got to be some garments that need to be changed, that need to be shot out of the things of the past because you'll never go to the, to the heights that God wants you if you're still holding on to little small things. You know what the Bible says before you come worship? It says before you come here and worship at the altar, you know what he says? If you have an offense with a brother, deal with that. Take your present with you. And then when you finish dealing with that, then bring it to be, and I'll receive it. And we come every Sunday. Jesus. yeah, We're still holding on to things that we shouldn't be holding on. And then we start every year talking about this is the year. No, it's not the year. The year could start in the middle of the year. As long as you let go, that, that begins your new year. You don't need a year for something new to start. Your new year could start today by saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to go to an altar. You know the uh, altar, if you look at alterations, alterations and when you put something out that doesn't fit you and the altar comes and cuts away certain things so it could fit you. And so when you come to the altar, you got to say, God, here I am. Cut away the things that I need to cut off because I don't want to keep going with this. It doesn't fit me. Tell your neighbor it doesn't fit me. Woo. And I'm telling you, This is so awesome. I'm telling you, your joy goes to another level. And you know that when it's done from the heart, you know what? Matter of fact, you can't even do it on your own. How's that? It is God through you that's going to help you get over the things that happened in the past. Because the past have nothing to do with what you're going in the future. So let it go. You know, I was doing a study on airplanes. Not even a study. I was just mad because they was charging me for extra bags. Anybody in the house know what I'm talking about? You, sir, $25 for that extra bag. What? No, no, I'm not doing it. So I was asking the lady, lady, why are you charging me an extra bag for a fee? She was like, I mean, first of all, why are you weighing it? Like, really? Like, what are you doing? She's like, well, you got to understand that we need to find out and know how much weight is in the compartment of the, tr- uh, uh, of the plane because if it has too much weight, it'll never take off. And some of us have not taken off because there's too many weights in the compartment holding you down. You want to take off. You, woo! It just doesn't take flight. And we don't take in flight because there's too many things. There's too many stains on the back. It's too many things of people have done. You're being an accountant on little things when God erased all of your things. And you're like, Lord, I love you. I love you. But secretly, you're an accountant. Yeah, he did this. You're going to pay for this. You did this. Oh, I forget, but I don't forget. You're the only one holding yourself back. Tell your neighbor, let go. Tell you, somebody's about to take off today. This is so free and this is, it's so simple because it's just the things that God has done to us and we do to others. But sometimes it's hard. And, and again, it, it's hard if you're raised a certain way. If you look at uh, uh, most of the pain that's from the past, it's, it's so buried in our hearts. The Bible says, deceitful above all else is the heart. Who could understand it? But we need to find out and say, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to continue with the pain of the past. And it's funny because when, when when Thor goes into this land I call it the Land of Regrets. And in this Land of Regrets there's, there's a lady called Scrapper 142. Scrapper 142 that's her name, right? And and she was a she was, a, she, was a, she was living off the crumbs, right? Was a drinker who lived in the stains of her past and forgot who she was. She she was from the kingdom. She was a well they'll say at church she fell off. Uh, what do they say in Spanish when someone leaves the church um Backsliding, right? Well, what was in Spanish? It sounds all rough. Apartado. Ese está apartado de la presencia de Dios. It even sounds scary in Spanish. I don't know why in Latin certain things is like, el apartado. It's just like, it resounds in your heart. In English, so, oh, this is a backslider. That's cool. He'll be back. In Spanish, el apartado. I can just imagine the face, right? El apartado. Okay. So, Scraper was a drinker. Well, lived in the stains of her past, for- forgot who she was, became a victim of her past. And In the one scene, uh, Loki, uh, they're fighting, right? This is funny because they're all in the same land of regret, and Loki lands his hand uh, on her head, and she sees what was in her heart, her, ha- her past failures. And she realizes the reason she's stuck in that land of regret and not able to go to the kingdom because she was still living in the land of regret. Tell your neighbor, get out. So feel her identity she lived alongside the craps she was just getting little measly things just getting over she was just surviving when she should have been thriving and she didn't thrive because she decided to stay in the land of regrets when she was in battle and actually she was battling uh, Hela, Hella which is the whole the whole stories about this kingdom and she failed there and she and she is living in this land of watch this the land of failure and watch this in the movie she drank to forget forget her past so I always see when I see someone who's a drinker, I'm like, "Why are you drinking? Why?" And usually, is to is to band-aid their emotions. Like a, an addict, an addict is an addict not because he wanted to be an addict. And not say, "I'ma grow up to be an addict." An addict because an addict because they don't know how to deal with the hurt of the past. And I can tell you because I was there till I was 25 years old. I was a heroin addict, shooting up. You wouldn't see it now. But I knew that even though in that journey, in that journey, I was saying to myself, this is not the best that God had in in store for me. And this is not the final answer. I didn't even know God. I just knew. Maybe you say, oh, man, it's too late for me. It's never too late. God is so awesome. He could do great things with what you have in your hand now if you surrender it over to him. And when we surrender it over to him, we have to surrender it with a clean garments not with the conscience of the things of the past because we're we're coming here and god is taking over here and we're still stuck over here stuck in two worlds so you'll never get out of those two worlds <laughs> and, and and scrapper 142 remind me and all of them remind me of a of someone in the bible because it reminds me of moses he had this this thing and up here and then lands in the land of regrets and stays there and at one point watch this at one point god says yo give me what you have he says i don't have it." he said what do you have in your hand he yeah, had the little, the shepherds. "Whatever, whatever you have in your hand, God will take that and do great things." Tell your neighbor, "Give up what's in your hand." Give up what's in your hand. Then is this one? I don't know if there's any fans in the house of Hulk. Any fans of Hulk? And what's funny about Hulk? I know a lot of friends of mine that like Hulk. Let them, let them get mad. <laughs> They just become somebody else, and uh, Bruce Banner is really the 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 original one that is in this character. And 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 in the beginning of his walk, that was in the '60s. So I'm gonna just tell you a quick story. Uh, the story of Hulk was one that he was. Uh, forsaken when he was young he was beaten when he was a child very much to himself and then when at one point he goes and uh he tries to save someone from the gamma ray and when the gamma ray touches touches him he became this other thing but watch this when he became this other thing it wasn't like the gamma rays did something it just it just took what was already in his heart to another level because a lot of times when we have you ever gotten to a place where you just get mad and you black out anybody black out i mean before christ if you black out after, we'll talk about it this, after service. Right? It's sort of like you get mad and, and, and inside you just kind of like, you know, like somebody take your parking space. Come on. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh man, that's not right. And you feel that's not right. You feel like they're taking, you know, you're like, oh, you don't know me. You ever heard of those people? You don't know me? Yeah, you're Johnny. What do you mean you don't know me? I know who you are. Like, no, no, you don't know me. You don't know. Come on, stop. But again, it the notion watch this the notion or the core of something like this when it happens in our life it's not so much the situation that just happened it's the things that have been happening in your heart already it's just an elevation to another level watch this and a volcano never erupts before the lava is spinning in other words when you erupt like that that lava has been spinning for years the eruption the eruption is just the evidence of something going on in your heart and if you don't deal with it if you don't do away with it, if you don't, watch this, if you don't surrender it over to God and let God alter it, you're the one that's going to be stuck in the pit and never reach the palace. Because I always say you, you, could, you, could, you could make it to heaven, but never reign here in life. And I don't know about you, but the Bible says that we're here to reign in life, and I'm going to see this happen in my life. The book can't lie because God is not a liar. If it says that I'm destined to reign, I'm going to be destined to reign. If it says this is what I need to do, I'm going to let it be. I am who he says I am. He is who he says he is. I'm defined by all his promises and shaped by every word he says. And that is standard in my heart and it doesn't move. Those are non-negotiables because in this world, when I leave this world, I'm going to leave empty. You know how a, a milk carton has a date that expires and if you never drank it, you throw out the whole thing. Well, when my date is expired, I'm telling you right now, I'm leaving empty. I'm going to let everything out in this world because this world is not the epitome of what I'm here for. There is a better world, a greater world that awaits me and awaits you. And so while we're here, we're going to do daddy's agenda. Tell your neighbor, Do daddy's agenda. Sometimes we gotta shout it out. Sometimes we gotta come here and shout out what God says about us to allow those things of the past to come off. Because if not, we'll just be like that plane going around in circles. And and, and with, with with Hulk, it's crazy because he reminds me of David. David was an awesome man of God. He loved God, but don't get him mad. <laughs> when David was at war, he was at war. He was another person. That's why God says, "You want to build me a temple? You can't, cause your hands are." Are dirty, you can't. But someone in your lineage will do it because he was a Bruce Banner, but then he was always a Hulk. You know that I. Uh, how many Mike Tyson fans in the house? Anybody love Mike Tyson? I, I, he's crazy, but in my time, like that guy. Matter of fact, we wouldn't even pay to see it because we was just saying it's in the last twenty seconds, right? And they did an interview with him. This guy's crazy, but if you see him off camera, his even his voice is like <laughs> like it doesn't sound like this big. <laughs> they did an interview with Mike Tyson. And in the interview, they asked him, well, what happens when you go in the ring? You turn into a beast. He says, what I do is I just remember my past. And so when I remember his past, when he sees whatever is in front of him, it says like he is as if it's trying to stop him. So we can't be enslaved with a victim mentality or our past if we ever want God to use us today. And, I, and coming into the end of the year, it's kind of a lot of times we say, okay, we're going to do this different. We're going to do this different. And this is the year. And, and, it, and it's great. It's great. But at the end of the day, we got to make sure that our hearts are right with God in a sense that we need to let go of some of the things that happened in our past and go into the year fresh. God could do more with when you're open to him in your heart than he can do with you trying to do things. This is what I, I love about God. I want. I want to read this uh, verse here hebrew chapter 21 and this is the mirror translation is right from the greek and i love how some of the translation brings us into a different essence of god's story and it says we have had high priest in the house we are free to approach him with absolute confidence and I want to stop there for a second because there's no way that you can approach him freely if you in your mind still have the conscience of what you're doing wrong or what someone's done to you. Understand that your position with God has nothing to do with what you did. has to do with everything that God did. If you disconnect me from God, I am of no use. Don't disconnect me from God. So your conscience is the first one that puts you away from God because your conscience says this. Look how you are. Look what you did. Look what they did. Your conscience is always constantly being an accountant of your past. And so we want to, and, and the thing is, I, I see the struggle in many of, uh, of the walkers' life. Like, I want to get closer, but I, I, don't, I don't know how to do this. And I always say, you got to understand grace. they be like, oh, I get grace. No, you don't. Because when you get grace, you get grace for yourself. And understand that grace is not deserved, it's undeserved. And so when you apply grace, you apply grace to those areas that don't deserve the love of God in your life. Did you guys get that? You receive grace. How? It's undeserved. Those people in your past that did what they did, you know who they are. Do they deserve grace? No. But grace is qualifies when it's undeserved. That will free you. Just that, today, you take that and think about it. If I give grace and love to someone that loves me, the Bible says even heathens do that. There's no difference. But this is the difference between you, that just like you know all the wrongdoings you did and Jesus Christ took it at the cross and you received that grace today, then you could take that same grace and be a distributor, not be a reservoir. What is a reservoir? It's just about me nobody else. This is not about that. This is about flowing through you for someone. Like that uncle, that person that hurt you growing up or your parent that was never there or your father. Do they deserve grace? No, they don't deserve grace, but they qualify for it. That right there in itself is freeing. Because when you come to God, you say, God, I release this. I let go of this in, 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 in my life and allow you to work in this area. Is it easy? I'm here to say no. That's why you can only do it through Jesus. And I'm sure that everybody in this place wants to go to another level with God. And it says here, we are free to approach him with absolute confidence, fully persuaded Fully persuaded in our hearts that nothing can any longer separate us from him. We are invited to draw near now. Everybody say now. Look at this. It says, we are thoroughly cleansed. We are. We are. Present tense. We are. I'm not going to become. My actions don't dictate my nature. By nature, I'm a son of God. My actions don't dictate that. Don't change that. Because I am a child of God. I am the righteousness of God. I don't say, like, I'm going to become it. You don't become it. You are. And so here he's saying, we are thoroughly cleansed. Watch this. Inside and out. With no trace of sin stains in our what? Conscience. Or conduct. So... A lot of times we we come in and we we like I can't I gotta figure this out I, I don't get this I don't understand this and and yet I, I don't know if you uh, were there but I entered into a little more strict uh, presentation of Jesus more a little more religious and so my conscience was all over the place and and from here they will preach hey if you did this you did this you're not right with God and so I would go to church to get closer to God yet when I was going to church I was getting farther from God. Because they kept bringing up why I don't deserve to be with Christ. But no one ever told me that why I deserve to be with God is because of Christ. It changes the whole notion. Do we want to change? Watch this. Do we want to change our behaviors? Of course. Do we want to change this? But it's a fruit. It's a byproduct of being right with God. And so if I take this light and I turn it on and I turn it off and I turn it on, and turn it off, you would be like, man, what's going on? Because one, one minute you're in darkness, one, one minute you're in, in the light, one minute you're in darkness, another minute you're light. And when that happens, it's because you have doubt in your heart. That you don't know whether you're right with God, or you're not right with God. You're looking at your actions. Your conscience is, is 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 bringing you down. Your conscience, everything that happened, and so one minute you're right with God, another minute you're not right with God. How could you ever? If I, if I'll give you an example, If I was a, a a vacuum cleaner, that's a funny picture, right? And if and and the vacuum cleaner's job was to clean this, but if it's not connected to the power, it'll never do it. But the minute I connected, it, it has power to do what it's called to do. Just like you, you're connected to the power of Jesus Christ by the cross to do what you couldn't do. You can only do it through Him, by Him, for His will. So one of the, the greatest things is here. It says it, it says it, it cleans our conscience or conduct, and and so we got to understand in this whole picture of everything that that sometimes we need to shout out who we are. We, we need to shout out and declare who we are before God, that we are not a victim. I am not a victim. I am not a victim. Sometimes we need to shout that out. I ain't, I'm not where I came from. I'm not the, the situation or the things that happened in my life. When I had this message and God gave it to me, I, I kind of heard this one song, and the song uh, just says, "I'm not a victim," and uh, it took me to a place where I understood, like that my past had nothing to do. Like God didn't look at my past to dictate where I was going. Like today I'm speaking with a mic, but when I was 19, 20 years old, I had a I had a needle in my arm. That was that was what I was doing. And, and God brought me all the way from there, from poverty. I mean, my story is crazy, but it's just the knowledge and the understanding that God has been with me, has always been with me, and now I'm in a position that he'll neither leave me nor forsake me. And I stand and I say, I'm not a victim of my past. I am not a victim. I need to shout this out from the tongue of my, of my voice because I am who he says I am. He is who he says he is. I'm shaped. By every word, he says. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.